الحمد لله وكفى والسلام على عباد الذين استفى امان فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الم يعن للذين امنوا ان تخشى قلوبهم لذكر الله وما نزل من الحق سبحان ربك رب العزه اما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم in our deen there is one feeling in the heart which is called the love for allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so we spoke about that two nights ago and there's one feeling in the heart that is called the fear of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the heart of a believer is not complete until he truly loves allah ta'ala and he also deeply fears allah subhanahu wa ta'ala once the love and fear for allah ta'ala are both in our heart then we can have hope that allah ta'ala will love our heart and will forgive us for our sins and admit us into jannah now allah ta'ala sallallahu alayhi wasallam alam has it not yet come alam ya'ni lil ladina amanu has the time not yet come for those who believe an taqsha qulubuhum li dhikrillah that their hearts should have humility and out of humble fear and awe and reverence for allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they should engage in the zikr of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So one reason we do zikr of Allah Ta'ala is out of love for Allah. A second reason Allah Ta'ala mentioned in Quran is out of fear of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Out of humbleness to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So both feelings, love and fear, are connected to the zikr of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. That's why this path of zikr is the only path in giving a person's heart those true feelings. وَمَا نَزَلَ مِنَ الْحَقِّ And that which has been sent down with absolute truth means Qur'an al-Kareem. That their heart should also be humble for Qur'an al-Kareem. Again in this verse you see that first Allah Ta'ala mentioned zikr, second Allah Ta'ala mentioned Qur'an. First Allah Ta'ala mentioned zikr, second Allah Ta'ala mentioned Qur'an. Just like our Mashaikh in Naqshaban teach that in the beginning a person has to make a lot of zikr to soften their heart and then when their heart is softened through zikr they can make a lot of recitation to nourish their heart. إِنَّ فِي ذَلَكَ لَذِكْرَ لِمَنْ كَانَ لَهُ قَلْبَ Allah Ta'ala says indeed in this book, this Qur'an there is a zikra an advice, a counsel, a message, a reminder. But for who? For that person who has a spiritual heart. For that person who has a spiritual heart. So from these verses of Qur'an, we can see love for Allah, fear of Allah, zikr of the heart, and recitation of Qur'an. These are the four themes that keep revolving over and over again in Qur'an al-Kareem. Then Allah Ta'ala mentioned in another place in Qur'an, Allahu nazala ahsan al-hadithi kitaban mutashabiyam mathani that indeed Allah Ta'ala has revealed, Allah Ta'ala has sent down this most beautiful ahsan, this most beautiful narrative, means this most beautiful kitab, most beautiful Qur'an, in what in this form of a book, and it is mutashabiyam ma'ani, it is consistent in of itself, but also repeating, reinforcing its own meanings. Multi-layered, reinforcing, layered Qur'an al-Kareem. 
Then Allah Ta'ala says, what? تَقْشَعِرُّ مِنْهُ جُلُودُ الَّذِينَ يَكْشَوْنَ رَبَّهُمْ Now even their flesh, flesh, jalood, their skin, even their flesh trembles out of the fear of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala because they fear their Rabb. It means this fear has a bodily effect. This fear has a bodily symptom. It's not just the heart that trembles, it's the skin that quivers, it's the body that shivers when they feel this humbleness and fear in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. ثُمَّ تَلِينُ جُلُودُهُمْ وَقُلُوبُهُمْ إِلَىٰ ذِكْرِ Then what happens? Their skin and their hearts both soften, they become layin. They softly and soften and incline to what? The zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Again you see in Quran, what is happening? Love for Allah, fear of Allah, Qalb and Zikr and Qur'an. These five things keep coming together, keep coming together. This is the hallmark of the way of our Mashaikh in Akshaband. Understanding Zikr Qalbi, recitation of Qur'an, love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Over and over Allah ta'ala mentions this in Qur'an. ثُمَّ تَلِينُ جُلُودُهُمْ وَقُلُوبُهُمْ إِلَىٰ ذِكْرِ Their skins and their hearts Go towards the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. ذَلَكَ هُدَ اللَّهِ This is hidayah from Allah ta'ala. That their hearts make zikr of Allah ta'ala. Their bodies tremble in the zikr of Allah ta'ala. Their hearts feel love for Allah ta'ala. Their hearts feel fear of Allah ta'ala. That love and fear makes them do zikr in their heart. And that love and fear makes them recite Qur'an. This is hidayah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. ذَلَكَ هُدَ اللَّهِ and he guides whomsoever he wants to this path. He guides whomsoever he wants to this guidance. And whomsoever misguides minhad, that person will have no one who can ever guide him. Hmm? So this is summary of all the things we're talking about to you this week. This is summary of all the things we've been talking to you about. This love for Allah Ta'ala, fear of Allah Ta'ala. And then who should have had this the most? Because the ulama were supposed to understand Qur'an deeply. They were supposed to live Qur'an, feel Qur'an. That's why Allah Ta'ala said, إِنَّمَا يَكْشَ اللَّهُ مِنْ إِبَادِهُ الْأُلَمَا Min ibad from his creatures and servants and worshippers, there will be a group who fear Allah Ta'ala the most. And those are the ones who are most knowledgeable about the book, who are most knowledgeable about deen. So knowledge has nothing to do with erudition or accomplishment. Knowledge is measured by how much it makes you increase in the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alim must be khashi'. Alim must be khashi'. If alim is not a, a scholar, must be fearful. If he doesn't have that fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and what is the sign of the fear? Clearly mentioned in Quran, the fear will lead the skin to tremble, the fear will lead the heart to fear, and the fear will lead them to make the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, alim khashi dhakir. The scholar will be one who fears, and the one who remembers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then the Mirakareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned a hadith, narrated by Imam al-Tirmidhi ta'ala. لا يلجنار رجل بقام خشيت الله. That what is it that the fire will never enter into that person who cries out of the fear of Allah Taala, just like hatta yudul labnu fizari, just like the milk can never go back into the udder of the animal. Means it's impossible. It's an expression. 
Never can the fire of Jahannam enter that person. Never can that person enter the fire of Jahannam who cries out of the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this crying is valuable. This crying is precious. Or Ramadan is the month to cry. Or this night is the night to cry. Cry to make up to Allah Ta'ala. Cry to patch up with Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Cry to reach out to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Cry out of fear of Allah Ta'ala. Cry out of love for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And what is this fire? This nar, this fire of Jahannam. Hmm? So another hadith in Tirmidhi, Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned that this fire of this world is juz'un wahid min sab'ina. That this fire of this world is but one of 70 parts of the fire of Jahannam. Now look at the, even the fire of this world, it burns us. Even the fire of this world has enough heat that it can burn our body. The fire of this world has enough that it can char us to a crisp. And the fire of Jahannam is 70 times more intense. 70 times more intense. Tarmashayikh and ulama, when they tried to understand and explain this, so they would give some deep examples. One example, that if you want to know how intense the fire of Jahannam is, so if one spark, one spark of one flame of the entire fire of Jahannam was to be placed where the sun rises, and a person would be standing all the way on the other side where the sun sets, placing that one spark of the fire of Jahannam would be enough to burn that person. Allahu Akbar would be enough to incinerate that person. Allahu Akbar Kabira, Allahumma ajirna min al-nar. Allahu Akbar, one spark of that flame. Then another way Mashaik explained, that the people of Jahannam, when they're burning, the sweat that comes from them, itself will be so boiling hot, that if one drop of that sweat from the burning of Jahannam, was to be placed on Mount Uhud, it would melt the entire mountain of Uhud. Allahu Akbar Kabira. Hmm? Can you imagine the heat of this fire of Jahannam? Allahumma jinnah min al-nar. Hmm? But can you imagine how much Allah Ta'ala values in the tears of the mu'min? Huh? That one tear of the mu'min made this fire of Jahannam haram on that person. Hmm? This one tear of that mu'min can extinguish hmm, that fire of Jahannam, that one spark is enough to incinerate across the horizon. Allahu Akbar. Look how much Allah Ta'ala values the tears of the believers. Never can that person enter the fire of Jahannam. Then there's some differences in the fire of this world and the fire of Jahannam. First difference is that the fire in this world, it burns both the sinners and the righteous. It can burn, it will burn everybody. Non-discriminating. Pious people can get burnt and sinners will get burnt. For example, baby Sayyidina Musa salam, he by accident, he put a burning hot ember of coal on his tongue due to which later in life he had a lisp. And this is why he made dua to Allah Ta'ala that Ya Rab, make my brother Harun, make my brother Harun, yani alayhi salam, a Nabi also, because afsahu minni, he is more eloquent in speech, because I had this incident when I was a baby. So even though he's a Nabi, Nabi Musa alayhi salam, hmm? I can even burn the virtuous, the pious, like the Anbiya. That said, of course, if Allah Ta'ala issues his command, then that will be otherwise. Like Allah Ta'ala issued the command to the fire not to burn Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam, 
Allah Ta'ala says that we proclaimed and ordered, O fire, make yourself cool. Wassalam hmm? ala Ibrahim. And in fact, be a means of safety and protection for Sayyidina Ibrahim salam. So if it's Allah Ta'ala's wish and command, then the fire of this world won't burn. The fire of this world won't burn. A virtuous person. It's written in the books of history that once there was a wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and an atheist non-believer came to debate him and he was trying to explain to him to believe in Allah. He was refusing to believe in Allah ta'ala so he came up with this challenge. The non-believer came up with this challenge that what? Oh, you believe in Allah ta'ala so then your God should save you from let's put our hand in the fire and if your hand burns then it means there is no God. So he said, okay, look, what we do is we put our hands in together. So he took his hand, the waliullah, took the hand of that person, put their hands in the fire, took their hands out, both of their hands were okay. Both of their hands were okay. So here, but that was enough for him to accept iman. So he accepted iman. But then that wali of Allah ta'ala, he made dua that, Ya Rab, Ya Rab, we both put our hands in the fire. Out of your karam and fuzzle, you ordered that fire not to burn my hand in order to establish iman. But why did it not burn his hand? So he heard a voice of inspiration that, Oh my friend, how could I burn his hand when his hand was in your hand? Allah Akbar. How could I burn his hand if his hand was in your hand? This is how much Allah Ta'ala loves these awliyaullah. Hmm? So when Allah Ta'ala wills and wishes, the fire cannot burn the pious. But normal practice is the fire of this world can bur- burns both the virtuous and the sinners. But the fire of Jahannam, the fire of Jahannam will only be able to burn the sinners. The fire of Jahannam will not even be able to touch the believers. Even though sometimes it flames may leap up when the believer is crossing the bridge, what we call Pulisarat. But it will not be allowed by Allah Ta'ala to touch even the believers. Allahu Akbar Kabira. Second difference is that the fire of this world gets extinguished by water, gets put out by water. The fire of Jahannam will not be able to be put out by any amount of water. Hmm? So what can put out the fire of Jahannam? Like we already mentioned, the tears of the believer in this world can put out the fire of Jahannam for them. The tears of the believer can prevent the fire of Jahannam from reaching them. Then, the fire of Jahannam it's so dark. It's so dark that the person feels that they're smothered in darkness. Now initially one did not understand because fire normally, just like it's a source of heat, it's a source of light. But apparently, Allah because I'm not a scientist, but apparently modern day physics, when they study fire, and you may have seen also in your home stoves when sometimes there's a blue color of fire. So apparently fire can have different colors. And the hotter the fire is, the darker the color it becomes. So the blue flame is hotter than the red one, which is hotter than the orange one, which is hotter than the yellow one. So then theoretically then, the absolute hottest fire would be pitch black. The absolute hottest fire would be pitch black. And that's why the people in Jahannam, even though they're in fire, they will also find themselves in pitch black darkness. Because the fire of Jahannam is that hot. Allahu Akbar, can you imagine that? Can you imagine how hot that fire must be? Al-Aman Al-Hafiz? Allahumma jannah min al-nar. Allahumma jannah min al-nar. But what can put out the darkness of that fire for a person is the nur of iman in their heart. Hmm? 
If they have the nur, nur of iman means they must have the sifat of iman, the attributes of iman, the haya with iman, the sabr that goes with iman, the taqwa that goes with iman, the sunnah that goes with iman, the zikr that goes with iman. If they have all these attributes and warat of iman in their heart, then inshallah Allah will protect them from the pitch black darkness pits of the fire of Jannah. So where do we get these tears? And where do we get this nur? This is what the awliyaullah give to people. This is what the awliyaullah bring out in people. The awliyaullah help the people cry from their hearts. And the awliyaullah help the people get the nur in their hearts. Now you understand the sawwuf. Hmm? It's all Quran. It's all deen of Islam. Without this we won't make it. We won't make it. Hmm? This is why Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he taught us to make dua. And this is also amazing to show you the power of sunnah. It's every time I remember this hadith and read this hadith, I'm amazed. There to be Imam Abu Dawud, Rimullah Then Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, what? Just seven times, seven times at Fajr and seven times at Maghrib, if a person recites this small short dua, Allahumma ajirni minanar. So if he dies that day or if he dies that night, Allah Ta'ala will protect him from Jahannam. Such an easy way. Can you imagine? Can it get easier than that? But you, can you imagine 99% of people who've heard this hadith, they don't do it. What's the matter with us? His ghafal ki koi intihane hai. There is no limit to how negligent we have become on our deen. So easy. Allahumma ajirni minan nar. 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 Seven times. It's in front of you. It took 10-15 seconds. Look at the power of the sunnah. This is rahmatullah alameen. Allah Ta'ala didn't, didn't just describe Nabi Kareem wasallam like that. He put such teachings in his sunnah, such model in his uswa, that those teachings and that model are a pure rahmah, mercy for the worlds, mercy for the believers. But we don't do it. <laughs> we fail to be guided by the guidance. Hmm? Such a shame. Can you imagine a person burning in Jahannam simply for this reason that they didn't make this dua. Hmm? So a believer should have fear. So what, what's the reason? Why don't we make this dua? Because we don't feel fear. That's how fearless we have become. That's how fearless we have become that we don't even use the dua that will save us from Jahannam. This has to be fixed tonight. Inshallah, this has to be fixed tonight. We can no longer continue as fearless believers. We must become fearful. We must become khashi'een. And then there's plenty in deen to guide us on this path of fear. There's plenty teachings in deen to guide us on this path of fear, to lead us into Jannah and to protect us from Jahannam. Once a person, he asked, Abdullah ibn Mubarak, Rimulatala, who was from the Tabai Tabin and one of the greatest Muhaddithin, and some ulama of Rajal, some scholars of Hadith say, that the amount that he has been praised, no other early narrator from his generation has been praised as much as Abdullah ibn Mubarak, Rimullah Ta'ala. So it's narrated about him, that once somebody asked him, 
that who is afdal, who is more virtuous, more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the shaheed who attains martyrdom in the path of jihad, or the person who fears Allah ta'ala truly in their heart, he said the person who fears Allah ta'ala truly in their heart. Because you find that you can find hadith, famous hadith, that there will be a mujahid who Allah ta'ala will send him to the fire of Jahannam. Why? He was shaheed, yes. He was mujahid, yes. But slightly it crept in his niyyah that maybe when I pass away and give this life, people will call me shaheed afterwards. They will celebrate, they will commemorate my martyrdom later. Allah ta'ala sends him to Jahannam. But there is no mention anywhere in any hadith, in any place in Qur'an that the person who truly fears Allah Ta'ala that they can go to Jahannam. So he said this person is abdul, the one who has the feelings of true fear for Allah Ta'ala in their heart. Hmm? Allahu Akbar. And another place Allah Ta'ala says in Qur'an to give us this fear. Allah Ta'ala says in Qur'an to give us this fear. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُكُمْ أَنفُسُكُمْ وَأَهْلِيكُمْ نَارًا That all you who believe, save yourselves first and foremost. Then save your ahl, your family, those in your circle, those in your surroundings, those in your friendships, those in your neighborhoods, those it could go on and on. Save them from the fire of Jahannam. But what is this fire of Jahannam? مَقُودُهَا النَّاسُ وَالْهِجَارَةً that the fuel of this fire is human beings and boulders. That also gives you an idea. The fire of this world, it's another difference. The fire of this world, it can burn wood. It can't burn a rock. You put even a pebble in it and it can't touch it. But the fire of Jahannam, you can put huge, massive, mountainous boulders in it. The boulders are the fuel for the fire of Jahannam. Allah Akbar, can you imagine how hot? How flaming, how burning that Jahannam will be. Hmm? So Allah Ta'ala is trying to instill fear in our heart. So word for word Allah Ta'ala says this, Fear that fire. Ya Allah, you said ittakullah. The only place other than Allah, only way the word taqwa is used other than fearing Allah Ta'ala is in this place in Quran. Fear that fire of Jahannam. Allah Ta'ala used the same word He used for Himself, fearing Himself, taqwa. Have taqwa, fear that fire of Jahannam, whose fuel is humans, whose fuel is people. Hmm? What does fuel mean? When you put the fuel in the fire, it becomes even hotter. It blazes even stronger. So those insan who burn in Jahannam, their process of burning makes the fire even stronger. And then again it burns them. By again burning them, again their fire becomes stronger. Like we told you on 25th night, in Jannah, they get more love and keep getting more love and keep getting more beloved. In Jahannam, it's the opposite. It's also eternal. It's not static. It's also eternal. It keeps increasing. They get burned once by the fire. By their act of burning, the fire gets stronger. They get burned even harsher by the fire, by their being burned a second time, the fire gets even stronger. And this goes on and on for eternity. Ya Allah! Allah Kabira, Can you imagine a fire like that? That consumes you and takes your energy from consuming you only to come back with a greater vengeance and burn you even stronger again. Allah Akbar Kabira. This is serious. This is serious. 
This is Qur'an al-Kareem. These are necessary beliefs in our deen to save ourselves from this fire of Jahannam. Why is this the topic tonight? Because this is the night. These are the nights. These are ten nights. Itkum in a nar. So maybe you didn't realize what the nar was. You didn't appreciate how much you need that itk. It means these are ten nights that are freedom from the fire of Jahannam. But maybe we weren't making those du'as as strongly because we didn't realize what that Jahannam is. When you realize what that Jahannam is, you will beg for freedom from it. You will not want to rest any single one of these days and nights. You will wish, Ya Rabb, I wish I could spend all these ten days and nights in sajda making one dua to you. Allahumma jannim in nar Allahumma jannim in nar If you ever to realize what this fire of Jahannam is. We're foolish. We do sins that lead to Jahannam. We do things, lying can be punished in Jahannam. Zina, punished in Jahannam. All these things that we do, they're acts of Jahannam. That's how you have to view sin. Don't view it as a slip I made, as a mistake I made. It's an act of Jahannam, an act leading to Jahannam. I'm booking myself in Jahannam. That's what happens when I commit a sin. How many times have we booked ourselves in that place? Hmm? How many bookings have we made? Huh? So these ten days, Allah Ta'ala cancels it all. Huh? Allah Akbar, look at this mercy of Allah Ta'ala. Cancels all of that. Then Allah Ta'ala says in Quran, فَأَنذَرْتُكُمْ I, Allah, warn you. This is what it means in Quran. فَأَنذَرْتُكُمْ I, Allah, warn you. نَارٌ Of a flame, of a fire that is blazing. Of a fire whose flame blazes fiercely. Taladda. Ya Rabbi, you are warning us. <laughs> Allah Ta'ala says, I'm warning you. <laughs> I'm warning you. Allah Akbar Kabira. Hmm? Should we not heed that warning that Allah Ta'ala is telling us? Then another place Allah Ta'ala says in Quran, Hum min fawkihim zulalum min nari they will find above them layers and layers and layers of the fire of Jahannam. And they will find underneath them layers and layers of Jahannam. Surrounded by it. Encompassed by it. Overwhelmed by it. Allah Akbar Kabira. In fact, the ulama of tafsir, they mention that in all of Quran, Allah Ta'ala has not warned humanity more and more strongly of anything than this fire of Jahannam. And this is part of Allah Ta'ala's mercy to warn us, to scare us, to instill this fear in us. nara. This is part of Allah Ta'ala's guidance. Hmm? And it comes in one hadith that when Nabi Kareem went for Miraj and the angels were greeting him and they were all smiling, there was one angel that did not smile. One angel that did not smile. So Nabi Kareem Sallallahu he asked, O oh, Jibreel, all the green angels greeted me with a smile. This one doesn't have a smile. Jibreel said, yes. He said, who is that? He said, this is Malik who is the guardian angel over Jahannam. And ever since our Allah gave him this task, and he saw this Jahannam, and he tends to this Jahannam, tends to this fire, he's never been able to smile again. Allahu Akbar Kabira. Hmm? Malaika, angel. Never able to smile again. Hmm? So those people who have this fear, those people who fear this punishment and wrath of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 
Allah Ta'ala praises them in Qur'an. Allah Ta'ala describes them in Qur'an. Allah Ta'ala mentions His love for them in Qur'an. Listen, Allah Ta'ala describes, وَيَرْجُونَ رَحْمَتُهُ And who, who are they? What do they do? And they deeply hope in the mercy of Allah. So they hear these verses. They do get scared. But another feeling comes along with that fear. وَيَرْجُونَ رَحْمَتُهُ And they deeply hope for His mercy. وَيَخَافُونَ أَذَابَهُ While at the same time fearing His punishment. Hmm? They're deeply hopeful of His mercy. While at the same time they're deeply fearful of His punishment. Hmm? In another place Allah Ta'ala mentioned in the Qur'an, وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ مِنْ أَذَابِ رَبِّهِمْ مُشْفِكُونَ Mushfik. Again, they're afraid. They're those who, they're afraid of the punishment from their Rabb. They're fearful of the punishment of their Rabb. Hmm? Then, Ajeeb Allah Ta'ala mentions in the Qur'an, that the people in Jannah, the people in Jannah, when they enter into Jannah, they will talk to each other. And what will they say? Kalu inna kunna kablu fi ahlina mushfikin. And indeed, before in earlier time, means when we were in dunya, we were with fear. We were fear for the sake of ourselves and for the sake of our ahl. We were in fear for ourselves and for the sake of our ahl, our families and people. فَمَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَيْنَا This is that they will feel the immense, the freedom from Jahannam. That's the first thing they will feel when they go into Jannah. فَمَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَيْنَا Oh Allah Ta'ala has done such a tremendous grace on us. Allah Ta'ala has been so kind on us. Allah Ta'ala has been so good on us. وَوَقَانَ أَذَابَ السُّمُومِ He has saved us. He has saved us from the punishment of the sumum, the scorching. Some translate scorching wind. Some say it's a scorching heat wave that leaps up from the fire of Jahannam. So one is the fire itself. One is the heat that emanates from that fire. So samum means that Allah Ta'ala saved us even from the heat wave, heat blast that emanates from the fire of Jahannam. Allahu Akbar Kabira. Hmm? Then, if you want to know how strong Allah Ta'ala Warned in Qur'an. Some ulama of tafsir say this is the most intense verse of Qur'an. The most shadeed verse in Qur'an. Because in this verse in Qur'an, Allah Ta'ala singly, in the single plural form, single um, address form, Wahid Muzakkar Muqatab addresses Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi sallam. And Allah Ta'ala in Qur'an directly, singly addresses the Prophet ﷺ and tells him to be scared of the fire of Jannah. Allah Akbar. Allah Ta'ala That don't you, Nabi Kareem ﷺ, ever join with Allah Ta'ala any other deity or God فَتَقْعُدُوا مَذْمُومًا مَخْدُولًا Otherwise you will end up in disgrace and destitution. You will end up in disgrace and destitution. Hmm? So if Allah Ta'ala warns Nabi Kareem wasallam, then who are you and me? Who are you and me not to be scared? Who are you and me not to be worried? Who are you and me not to have this fear? Hmm? And Nabi Kareem wasallam, he himself explained our fearless nature. In hadith narrated by Imam Muslim, Ibn Allah Ta'ala in Sahih, the Prophet ﷺ, he addressed the people, he said, O oh people, 
Your example is like when somebody lights a flame and the moths flock towards that flame. You are like that. You are running, fleeing, racing towards the fire of Jahannam by pursuing the unlawful desires of your nafs. And me, he talks about me, Prophet I'm trying to hold you back from that fire. This is how Nabi Karim Sassam viewed his nabuwa. He was also protecting his ahl, which is his ummah. In fact, his ahl is the entire humanity. In fact, his ahl is all alameen, rahmatullah alameen. So he viewed it as this, I'm protecting them from the fire of Jahannam that they're erasing towards. They're running towards. Hmm? So then you can imagine how many du'as Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made. Then there's one verse in the Quran that the ulama of tafsir say that Allah Ta'ala is admonishing the angels from the fire of Jahannam. The angels. وَمَنْ يُكُلْ مِنْهُمْ And whomsoever from them means from the angels. Were they to ever say this, إِنِّي إِلَاهُمْ مِنْ دُونِهِ If any angel was to claim that I am a God other than Allah Ta'ala, if an angel was to ever claim this, were they, it's hypothetical, فَذَلَكَ نَجْزِيهِ جَهَنَّمَا we would give them the punishment of the fire of Jahannam. كَذَلَكَ النَّزِّي الظَّالِمِينَ And this is how we punish and we give compense, recompense and consequence to those who do wrong. Hmm? Allahu Akbar. So the fear of Allah Ta'ala is in the angels. The fear of Allah Ta'ala is in the anbiya. The fear of Allah Ta'ala is in sahaba. The fear of Allah Ta'ala is in awliya. To me and you, <laughs> me and you becoming fearless. Can you imagine? How senseless that is? Hmm? How senseless, how shameful, how ridiculous that is? It's the fear of Allah Ta'ala that stops a person. We told you last night, Man khafa maqama rabbihi Man khafa, that person who fears the day they will stand in front of their Rabb, وَنَحَنْ nafsa anil hawa They will be able to stop their nafs from its whisperings and desires and whims and fancies. So if you can't stop your nafs, don't think it's because I'm weak, don't think because I'm addicted, don't think because I'm hooked, don't think because I'm attracted. There's one reason, and only one reason a person can't stop their nafs, and that is because they don't yet feel the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They don't yet feel the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What is this fear? Maybe you still don't understand. What does it mean to feel fear? Fear is a feeling that grips you, that seizes you, that freezes you. Fear is a feeling that grips you, that seizes you, that freezes you. Fear is that feeling that you, if it ever comes to you, you will never ever forget it your whole life. Even if you think back, years ago you felt fear, the moment you try to recall and recollect it, it will again grip you and seize you and freeze you. Hmm? I'll give you an example. Once when we were young and visiting Pakistan, so our relatives, they took us from Islamabad to a place called Murray, which is a hill station on top of the mountain. And you have to take this winding road, winding road that goes up. There's now a new road. But back then there was the old Murray Road. And it's a very narrow road. And unfortunately you have, probably everywhere, but definitely in Pakistan, you have these bus drivers who like to race each other in dangerous ways. So we were going up the mountain, 
Two bus drivers were coming down the mountain. This is a spiral road. And not always is there a sufficient barrier between you and flipping over. And as we rounded the bend, there were two buses coming full speed. I felt at that moment in my life a fear. You can say it was a near-death experience. I still to this day don't know because I was young also, so I can't remember fully exactly how the driver maneuvered or maybe the buses maneuvered, but Allah Ta'ala saved us. I can't remember what the maneuver was. I have no memory, but I can remember one thing still, the fear I felt in the flash of that moment. I can never forget that. That's called fear. Can anybody say you have had such a moment with Allah Ta'ala? Hmm? Can anybody say that there was some moment in your life when you felt that? That is what is called fear. That um, this emotion, it gripped you, it seized you, and it froze you. Hmm? And if you've never had a moment, even a single moment of like that in your life, then how can you say you fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? We haven't yet done amal on these verses of Qur'an. We don't have that fear yet. Hmm? Fearless, fearless mu'mineen. Fearless mu'mineen. Hmm? And we must learn to feel this fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We must learn to feel this fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now understand another very beautiful thing in our deen. That the fear of Allah Ta'ala doesn't have to be unlimited. The love for Allah Ta'ala is unlimited. Love for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala unlimited. وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّ أَشَدُّهُمْ بَلِّلَّهِ In Quran, Allah Ta'ala doesn't use that word for fear, ashad. Because love is unlimited. Love is extreme. Love knows no bounds. Love respects no boundaries. But when it comes to fear of Allah Ta'ala, what's, how much do you have to fear? So Imam Ghazali explained this this way, that the amount of fear that saves a person from falling into any sin, that is all the fear you need. That is enough then. The amount of fear that saves a person from falling into any sin. So then he explains it by saying, the fear that we have for Allah is not terror. And it's not the way you fear something that's harmful, like a snake or a scorpion, no. And then he explains beautifully that the fear is born out of love. This is this meaning, man rahman So ar-Rahman is Allah Ta'ala being all merciful. So the person feels khashiya. They feel this particular type of fear, man rahmana bil ghayb. The ghayb means the unseen Allah Ta'ala. So khashiya is the fear that is born out of this love. Why? Because if you truly love Allah Ta'ala, then that means Allah Ta'ala is your true beloved. And anyone who is deep in love, every sincere, ardent lover has one fear, and has a deep fear, and has a deeply abiding fear. What? That they're afraid that what if my beloved doesn't love me back? In fact, the lover knows no other fears anymore. When they become deep in their love, there's only one thing they fear. What if I'm not accepted by my beloved? What if my beloved doesn't love me back? So this is the fear. So the fear is born out of love. So what does it mean then? So then it also means that we don't truly love Allah Ta'ala if we don't fear Allah Ta'ala. So don't think that I have one. No, no, I do love Allah, but I need to learn how to fear Allah. No, you don't really love Allah Ta'ala unless that love gives rise to this fear 
that how can I disappoint my beloved? How can I be discontented with my beloved? How can I be deprived of my beloved if I enter the fire of Jahannam? Hmm? The loss, the loss of beloved Allah. That's why some people, but it's not necessary, but some people they used to wonder that what's the greatest punishment, what's the greatest pain, but what's the greatest sadness and sorrow the person in Jahannam has. So some people felt that even greater than the sadness and sorrow they have over the physical pain and torment of the physical punishment, even greater is their sadness and sorrow that they're now distant from their Allah Ta'ala, that they don't get to see Allah Ta'ala in Jannah, that all the things we mentioned to you two nights ago, that they don't get that. That is a greater, their emotional sadness is greater than the physical pain that they experience. Allahu Akbar Kabira. Hmm? So why? Because this is, you can't lose out on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hmm? So Allah ta'ala loves those who fear Him. And this fear of Allah ta'ala is a blessing given by Allah ta'ala. For the proof of this, ulama of tafsir, they give from Quran, Surah Rahman. وَلِمَنْ خَافَ مَقَامَ رَبِّهِ جَنَّتَانِ And that person who fears, is fearful of standing in front of their Rabb, Allah Ta'ala gives him two Jannahs. But then as you know, throughout Surah Rahman, Allah Ta'ala keeps saying what? فَبِأَيَّ آلَاءِ رَبِّكُمَا تُكَذِّبَانِ That which of the bounties and blessings and favors of your Lord will you deny? So that means this لِمَنْ خَافَ The ability to fear Allah Ta'ala is also one of these bounties and blessings from Ar-Rahman. This is one of the bounties and blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on us. And you know the early Muslims, because they were true muttaqeen, salihin, mu'mineen, they used to truly feel this fear for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they would fear the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There was a great wali of Allah ta'ala, his name was Fudayl ibn Ayyad. Fudayl ibn Ayyad Allah ta'ala. And he had a son who was called Ali ibn Fudayl. Ali ibn Fudayl rimullah ta'ala. This Ali ibn Fudayl was like what we call Wali ibn Wali. Hmm? He was Wali ibn Wali. He was also a friend and lover of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But he was overwhelmed by the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's narrated about him in his life that if anyone would recite Surah Al-Qariyah, Al-Qariyatu Mal-Qariyah, Wa ma adraka Mal-Qariyah, he would fall faint before the person could complete the recitation. He would faint out of the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before he would be able to complete the recitation. And then when he would come out, he would say that I felt as if I could see Jahannam right in front of my eyes. That's the feeling of yakin I would have and I would fall faint. I would be overwhelmed by this recitation. It's narrated about Sayyidina Awais Karni. Awais Karni Rimullah ta'ala. One of the greatest tabi'in and kind of like a sahabi. Long story. Awais Karni Rimullah ta'ala that he once passed by a blacksmith furnace and he saw him working with the metal and the iron and then as soon as his eyes fell on that place where the blacksmith was, melting the iron, melting the iron and he saw the steel iron melt, he fell faint. And when he came to, he said that if this fire furnace if the fire and the furnace of the blacksmith can melt metal and iron, then what is going to happen to those people who are cast into the fire of Jahannam? Allahu Akbar Kabira. They used to feel this fear. They used to feel this fear. In one narration it's written that what is the least punishment of Jahannam? 
What's the least punishment? So it's mentioned that two, you can almost say like shoes, the flame and fire of Jahannam will just touch the soles of the person's feet. Just once will they be touched by the blaze and the flame of the fire of Jahannam on the soles of their feet, but that flame and fire will be so intense that it will go all the way up and melt their brain. That's the least punishment. Allah Akbar Kabira. Allah Akbar Kabira. Hmm? May Allah Ta'ala save us from such a fire, Jahannam. Hmm? What's the last punishment? So Hadith in Mishkat, Nabi Kareem Sallallahu mentions that after a long time passes, after Day of Judgment, and people of Jannah are in Jannah, people of Jahannam are in Jahannam, then Allah Ta'ala will address the Ahlul Jannah. And He will say that now I want you to look into Jahannam. And if there's anyone, anyone in Jahannam that you recognize as having had even a drop of iman in their life, you point them out and Allah Ta'ala says, I will take them out of Jahannam today and bring them into Jannah. So then what will happen? How the Ahl Jannah will look in and they will say, Oh, I know that person. Huh? I know that person. Allahu Akbar. He was with me once that year in Itikaf. Ya Rabbi, I recognize him. He has a drop of iman. He used to pray next to me. I broke my fast with him. Ya Rabbi, I testify that he has a drop of iman. Allah Ta'ala will take him out of the fire of Jahannam. Hmm? And all the people of Jannah, they will tell Allah Ta'ala about all the people they recognize. Hmm? And then Allah Ta'ala will ask them, are you done? And they say, yes. Allah Ta'ala said, there's no one more you recognize as having iman. They will say, no. And then he continues, then Allah Ta'ala will take out two scoops of people. Means two hordes, two groups of people. So the people of Jannah will ask, Ya Allah, who are they? Who are they? And Allah Ta'ala will say, these are those people who their imam, iman was so dormant, so latent, so recessive, that only I knew about their belief in me. Only I knew about their belief in me. Ya Allah, Allah Ta'ala will take them out. But then how does Hadith describe them? When they are taken out, they are charred beyond recognition as human beings. That's how long they have been in the fire of Jahannam. Then Allah Ta'ala will take them, and then Allah Ta'ala will dip them in Hawza Kothar. The Salihin, they got a drink from Hawza Kothar. These will need to be submerged and submerged in Hawza Kothar. Then when they are taken out of Hawza Kothar, their body is made pure and new again, and then Allah Ta'ala will admit them into Jannah, and Allah Ta'ala will stamp on their forehead, Utaqa ur Rahman. Those who are the freed slaves, freed from Jahannam by Ar-Rahman, all-merciful Allah. Then they will enter Jannah. Then they will spend some time in Jannah. Then Allah will ask them, that is there anything more that you want? And they will say, Ya Allah, you've been so kind to us. You took us out from that place. You took us out from that pain. You took us out from that torment. You brought us here into Jannah. You brought us here into Jannah. But Ya Rabb, we can't forget that place because you put this mark on us. Utaqar Rahman. It reminds us, Ya Rabbi Kareem, out of your mercy, take this mark out from us again. Take out this mark from us. So Allah Ta'ala will remove that mark from them. Hmm? These are the last people to leave Jahannam. But what does that mean? Then there will be those other people who stay in Jahannam forever. Hmm? 
Can you imagine their sadness that they see the people of Jannah looking down, picking out people and they're not picked? Then they see Allah Ta'ala pick out two groups of people and they're not picked? And then Allah Ta'ala seals that Jahannam forever. Can you imagine their sadness when it gets sealed? Al-Aman, hmm? Al-Hafiz. This is serious. This is real. Akhirah is real. Jannat is real. And Jahannam is also real. Jahannam is also real. But this is why we must learn how to cry out of the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Cry out of this fear of Jahannam. This Jahannam that the tears of the believer can extinguish. Hmm? But a beautiful hadith, I can tell you, that Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa said, that never can that person enter Jahannam who cried out of the fear of Allah. Hmm? Allah Akbar Kabira. Hmm? Such kind Allah Ta'ala, merciful Allah Ta'ala, such wonderful guidance from beloved Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now look how much Nabi Kareem Sassam himself used to cry. It comes in that once Angel Jibreel came to Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and then he told him about Jahannam. And when Nabi Kareem heard about this Jahannam, he started crying, he started crying, he started crying. And many times Nabi Kareem Sassam used to cry at the thought of his ummah going to Jahannam. Sometimes he would cry at the thought just of humanity going to Jahannam. It used to make Nabi Kareem Sassam cry. Hmm? Cry over this Jahannam. Imam Ghazali wrote, because sometimes people ask this question, that is it necessary to cry? Well, first of all, the Hadith used the word cry. The Hadith used the word cry. So if you want to be escaped from Jahannam through that teaching, then yes, it is necessary to cry. And the Imam Ghazali explained it beautifully. He said, is it possible that there is fire and you don't see smoke? So he said just like that, is it possible that the heart feels fear of Allah Ta'ala and the person doesn't cry? He said, it's not possible. If they don't yet cry, they should try to feel more fear and feel more fear and feel more fear. Allahu Akbar Kabira. Then he made another example that just like when a person plants a tree, the fruit appearing is the indication that the tree was properly planted. Just like that, if a person instills the fear of Allah Ta'ala in their heart, the fruit, any the tears that come out of that fear, is the sign that that fear has been properly instilled in that person's heart. And again, what did Allah Ta'ala say in Quran? Alam ya'ni lilladheena amanu an taqsha'a kulubuhum lidhikrillah. It's exactly Allah Ta'ala saying this, that has it not Yet come the time for those who believe that their heart should be humbled in fear and the remembrance of their Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imam al-Radir al-Dala in his tafsir al-Kabir, Imam al-Radir al-Dala wrote in commentary of this ayah, إِنَّ الْمُؤْمِنَ لَا مُؤْمِنَ فِي الْحَقِيقَةِ إِلَّا مَا خِشَّةِ الْقَلْبِ That the believer is not truly a believer in reality unless he has this fear of Allah ta'ala in their heart. Hmm? Again, even the skin, even the body, hmm? from who, which people? Those who fear their Rabb. Those who fear their Rabb. Then Imam Ghazali, then he explained, what is this? This effect on the skin, this effect on the body. So he says there are four bodily effects. Four bodily manifestations of this fear. 
four bodily manifestations of this fear. Number one is this trembling. This this trembling, quivering, shivering, trembling, quivering, shivering. This is one effect of the fear. Second effect of the fear is crying. Third effect of the fear, he said, is sighing. 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 Taking deep breath. Sighing out of fear. Allahu Akbar Kabira. But then he mentioned that there's a fourth manifestation. And the fourth manifestation is that khashiya that comes in salah. Fi salatihim khashi'un. That it comes in their salah. And this fear is an awe of Allah Ta'ala that brings stillness. Because the sunnah of salah is to be still and calm. To be still and calm. For the limbs to be at peace. For you to rest in ruku. For you to rest in sujood. For you to be still in qiyam. So he says, in salah, in salah, the act, the manifestation of fear is the stillness. In awe and the reverence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a person goes all still. This is why our mashayikh in Naqshaband, in our method of zikr, a person is still, calm, sober, silent zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because the zikr is akin to salah. And in salah, the state of salah, the highest state of salah in Quran is khushu. And the manifestation of khushu lies in the stillness of the person. Because they're overwhelmed by the awe and reverence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Our mashayikh used to say in Urdu, Kis handi per dakhan rakho, or is handi ko pakne do. Oh, it means in English, that keep the lid on the pot and let it simmer silently. Don't blow the lid off the top and let it explode. Allah Akbar Kabira. These mashayikh, they were really like according to Quran. Their understanding of ibadah was according to Quran. Their understanding of zikr was like the understanding presented by Allah of salah in Quran. So they said in the same thing, in the state of zikr. So then what happens? And you can combine all this. So what might happen to a person? That they might cry sometimes in dua, in salah, in zikr. They might take a deep breath, a sigh, sometimes in salah, dua, zikr. Sometimes, yes, they may feel that trembling, shivering, quivering in salah, dua, and zikr. And sometimes they will feel a stillness. The fear will overwhelm them to a stillness due to their awe and reverence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahu Akbar Kabira. Hmm? Look at this deen. Look at the way our Mashaik are opening this up to us. Otherwise, without these teachings, we would have no idea. We would have just had the English word fear and the English word afraid. This is the deeny understanding. The understanding from deen. What it means to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then the sighing of the Anbiya. Allah ta'ala mentions in Quran, Inna Ibrahim awahun halim. That indeed Ibrahim was awah. He took a lot of ah. It means he was very tender-hearted, constantly sighing out of his love and yearning for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Haleem, he was very forbearing. The awah means the person who sighs a lot. Awab means the person who turns to Allah ta'ala a lot. So many words in Quran where Allah ta'ala describes these ways of feeling for him. Hmm? And we are so empty of them. We are empty of them. 
We're missing these feelings. We're missing these signs. We're missing this crying, this trembling, this sighing. And we're even missing that particular stillness that comes out of the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imam Bukhari in one of his, but he quotes a poet, a couplet. And he says, the poet says, that when I stand at night to tie my she-camel, to bind her to the post, so she sighs like a man who is in pain. So he mentioned by that, what does it mean? That sometimes a person sighs out loud or cries out loud due to their fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Due to their fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then in Hadith in Tirmidhi, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned that the cry, that eye that cries out of the fear of Allah ta'ala, Allah ta'ala will make that eye the fire of Jahannam haram on that eye. Now how many things have we done with this eye to earn Jahannam? Hmm? How many things have we done? How many gazes have we cast? Hell-worthy gazes. Don't call it lustful gazes. Don't call it indulgence. Or don't call it indiscretion. Call it hell-worthy gazes that I have cast. So then how many tears should we also learn to shed? Hmm? So in this hadith specifically, the eye is mentioned. Ain. Eye in Arabic is Ain. And Ajib, the Mashaykh, they have Marifat. They explain that this is the beauty and power of the Arabic language. Ain means eye, and Ain also means spring. That spring that gushes forth water. Hmm? So what does it mean? The very language is telling us. This language has been created by Allah. Perfect language. Giving rise to perfect meaning. Hmm? That the eye is but a spring. The springs of this world are springs for fresh water. And the eye is a spring for the tears of repentance and fear to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hmm? From the water that grows from the springs in this world, the gardens of this world are watered. And from the tears that come from the springs of the eye, the gardens of Jannah become watered. The gardens of Jannah become watered. Then our Mashaikh say that the water that comes from the spring of this world... That water is temporary, but the eyes, the garden that is nourished by that, but that which is produced from the tears of a mu'min, that garden will be everlasting, that is the garden of Jannah. Then they say the water from a spring can clean outward filth, whereas the tears from the spring of a believer's eye cleans the inward filth of the heart. Then they say the water from a spring can be used to make wudu of the body, body, and the water, the tears from the spring of the eyes, they make wudu of the heart. They make wudu of the heart. Allahu Akbar Kabira. Hmm? Then it comes in hadith that Allah Ta'ala will even weigh a person's tears on the scales on the day of judgment. And a well-known hadith, which is that tear which moistened a single eyelash, that there will be a person on the day of judgment, and there will be the scale of his deeds, and his sins will outweigh his good deeds. So outwardly, apparently, it will seem that he's going to be sentenced to Jahannam, and then another deed will be placed. This is called hadith butaka. A slip of paper will be placed on the scale of his good deeds. And what is written on that, on that slip? That once, once this person... Once in their whole life, crying out of the fear of Allah Ta'ala, over repentance of their sins, shed one tear that couldn't even fall, but formed enough in his eye, so that it was enough to moisten one eyelash of his, that one tear that moistened one eyelash, Allah Ta'ala will put it on this scale, and that will make the scales heavy, and Allah Ta'ala will send that person to Jannah. 
Allahu Akbar. Now our Shaykh, once he explained this hadith beautifully, he said, why? So he said, don't you see in this world that those goods that are imported, they have more value. They're more desired because they're imported. So the tears of the believers are not to be found in the heavenly realm. They're not to be found in the Samawat. They're not to be found in Jannah. So they're an imported item from earth. So Allah Ta'ala values that. Allah Ta'ala values the tear. That tear which no angel can shed. Hmm? That tear which no other creation of his can shed. Because no other creation can shed tear for the sake of Allah, out of the fear of Allah. So that unique ability of insan, to Allah Ta'ala honors it when they cry for his sake. Hmm? Allahu Akbar. Now listen to Quran. Quran Allah Ta'ala makes it clear. Allah Ta'ala makes it clear. فَلْيَدْهَكُوا كَلِيلًا وَلْيَبْكُوا كَثِيرًا It's Quran Allah Ta'ala saying that they should laugh less and they should cry more. Hmm? When are we going to heed this verse of Allah Ta'ala in Quran? They should laugh less and they should cry more. Hmm? This is our problem. We're fearless. That's why they call in English happy-go-lucky. Happy-go-lucky. Jolly. Or the man who misses Fajr, person who misses Fajr, they should be sad all day. They should be despondent all day. No smile should come upon them. How can they be laughing later in the afternoon? Hmm? They, would, they should laugh less and they should cry more. Hmm? Quran Azim Ashan. Hmm? Why will we cry more? When we think about these things, think about Akhirah, think about our sins, think about the fire of Jahannam, seeking forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then the Mashaikh explained it in a beautiful way. Allah Akbar. When you can shed tears like a candle. You see when the candle is burning, you can see the drops of candle wax coming. So it said, they said that when you can shed tears like a candle, then you will light a nur in your heart. Hmm? Like the candle has to shed tears of wax to keep the flame going, to keep the light going. So when you shed tears like a candle does, you will be able to light the nur in your heart. Allahu hmm? Akbar. Then Mashaikh mentioned that there are different types of crying. Different types of crying. The first type of crying is to cry when in a time of difficulty, adversity, test and trial and difficulty. So we see people, they cry over difficulties of the world. A student fails an exam, we see them cry. I've seen it many times. Hmm? A person loses a deal, we see them cry. Somebody has a small car accident, we see them cry. Or they cry over the adversities and tests and trials of this world. When are they going to cry about the test and trial of the day of judgment? Hmm? When are they going to cry about the adversity of their sins? Hmm? So strange. They can be moved to tears by the world. And they're not moved to tears by their relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Second reason of crying is crying due to separation. Crying due to separation. So for example, when Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu Allah blessed him with baby boy, Sayyidina Ibrahim, this is boy, son of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi And then when he passed away, Nabi Kareem sallallahu shed tears. And one sahabi he asked, the Ya Rasulullah you're shedding tears. And he said, Alhamdulillah, I'm not hard-hearted. I'm not hard-hearted. So he shed tears over the separation of his baby boy. And we see this. Parents, they cry. 
When their children pass away, parents they cry. When their children pass away, so this is the way people shed tears. Or another you can imagine separation. The famous Sayyidina Yaqub alayhi salam. How much he cried at the separation of Sayyidina Yusuf alayhi salam. So much that Allah Ta'ala mentions in Quran, وَبْيَذَّتْ أَيْنَاهُ مِنَ الْحُزْنِ That his eyes became white, his pupils became white due to the sorrow that he was feeling. But ajeeb Allah Ta'ala said next, فَهُوَ كَذِيم كَذِيم like قَاذِمُ الْغَيْزِ كَذِيم He was deeply holding it in. He was deeply swallowing his sorrow. Ya Rab, if he was kadim, he was completely holding it in and swallowing his sorrow and sadness. Even then he cried his eyes out to imagine if he had let those feelings flow, how much he would have cried. While completely suppressing, kadim means while completely suppressing his emotion, still he cried so much that he cried his eyes white that he went blind. Hmm? Allahu Akbar Kabira. Then Sahab Ikram, the way they cried when Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam left this world. When they cried at the separation between them and Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Oh, they cried and cried and cried. And it went on and on. For some of them, years later, sometimes they would be narrating hadith, narrating hadith. And when they would say, Call Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa they would just start crying out of the memory of their beloved Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa hmm? Crying out of separation. And then imagine then how much we should cry about the separation from our Rabb that we became distant from Allah, we disconnected ourselves from Allah, we cut ourselves off from Allah by committing sin, unspeakable sin, shameless sin, despicable sin, repeated sin. We got separated from Allah. لِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ إِذَا فَارَقْتُهُ إِوَذُ وَلَيْسَ لِلَّهِ إِنْ فَارَقْتُهُ مِنْ إِوَذُ that for everything, if you are separated from it, there may be a substitute replacement. But for Allah, if you are separated from Him, there is no substitute replacement for Him. Hmm? So where is that separation? You want to know if you are separated from Allah? Look inside your salah. You say you pray salah and you don't feel anything. When will you realize this is the separation that has come between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? You say, you read Qur'an, it doesn't move you. This is the separation that has come between you and Allah Ta'ala. You live your comfortable life without concern whatsoever for the Ummah of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. What is this but the separation that has come between you and Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala? Hmm? So this separation has already happened. This separation has already happened. Allahu Akbar Kameelah. That Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq anhu, he said that if the third type of crying is crying when reciting the Qur'an, crying when reciting the Qur'an, so those who understand the meaning, sometimes they will cry when reciting and learning Qur'an, and even sometimes a person who doesn't understand the meaning, but the one reciting, recites with so much feeling, that the feeling is transmitted from the reciter to the listener. What has happened to us? Huh? In our masajid, entire taraweeh salah can take place for 29 days and no single imam sheds a single tear. La hawla wa la quwata illa billah. 
what has happened to the reciters of Quran. But Ya Allah. I told you before and I tell you again, Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala blessed me in one Ramadan of my life to pray Taraweeh behind Hazrat Mawana Ashraf Shah Ramatulayla, a great wali of Allah Ta'ala, alam of deen, and his weeping in salah, and his crying in salah. And I was a student of Arabic then. I didn't even understand entire Quran, but the way he would recite with feeling, and what we call recite with souls, with gham, with dard, he would recite with sorrow, and these ah, with these sighs, and this yearning, and this longing, he would be crying, the people behind him would be crying. That's called Salat al-Taraweeh. Not putting some young boy who completed hips who doesn't even know what he's saying. Hmm? They can pray in the corner of their homes to re- revise their Quran. 100% fine. But in a masjid to make such a person imam? Hmm? The community needs to cry in taraweeh. The community needs to feel the feelings of Quran in taraweeh. So many people in the community, they even only hear Quran once in their year in taraweeh. So you need to find a wali alam of deen who feels Qur'an, recites Qur'an with feeling. Hmm? Who cries, not fake cry, not imitating and crying only when the Saudi imams who you knuckle cry, that's not real crying. Hmm? That you knuckle their crying also. No, no, no. That you cry from your heart truly when you recite Qur'an. This is part of deen. We need that. We need to be in the company of those who have those feelings. We need to revive our communities. We need to become communities of feeling again. Feeling of Qur'an. Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq when I used to say, in lam tabku, if you're not able to cry, fatabaku. Tabaku means you should adopt crying. You should appear artificial. Yes, you should artificially make the face as if you're crying if you're not able to cry. Maybe by mimicking the act of crying, Maybe by mimicking the gesture of crying, maybe by mimicking the size of crying, Allah Ta'ala will accept your heart and open up the tears to flow from your eyes. Hmm? There were some Sahaba used to shiver and cry, recite Quran. Some used to even faint when reciting Quran. Hmm? And Nabi Akrim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he was Sahib Quran. Huh? Sahib Quran. Oh, he used to cry when reading Quran, cry when reciting Quran. He used to cry even when listening to his Sahaba recite Quran. Even when he listened to his Sahaba recite Quran. Once Nabi Karim sallallahu was praying to Hajjud, and he didn't know but one Sahabi, Sayyidina Imran, Sayyidina Imran Vidyatana, he came and he silently started praying behind him. And when Nabi Karim sallallahu reached this verse about Jahannam, Inna ladayna ankala wa jahima wa ta'ama, Surely with us are fetters, chains, and a blazing flaming fire, and food that chokes a person, and a punishment that is painful. So when Nabi Akram started reciting these verses, the Sahabi Sayyidina Imrad fell faint. And he heard the feeling with which Nabi Akram was reciting. It comes in a leak once a Sahabi was reciting Quran. Sahabi was reciting Quran and Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi heard. Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi heard. What did Sahabi recite? Allahu Akbar Kabira. Ajeeb ayah of Quran. فَلَنَسْأَلَنَّ الَّذِينَ أُرْسِلَ إِلَيْهِمْ Allah Ta'ala says, And surely we will ask and examine and take an inquisition of all those people to whom the messengers, Anbiya, were sent. 
And we will ask all the messengers also. And Nabi Kareem when he heard this, he heard his sahabi, sahabi to whom he was sent. He heard his sahabi reciting this verse to whom he was sent. He started crying. Hmm? It means Allah Ta'ala is even going to ask the Anbiya on that day. Like Allah Ta'ala mentioned in another place in Quran, that we will ask the Siddiqeen, Sadiqeen about their Siddiq. Even the truthful ones will be questioned about their truth. Allah Akbar. And can you imagine the false ones, how much will be questioned by our falsehood? Hmm? Every imam will be asked, every khatib will be asked, every da'i will be asked, every shaykh will be asked, everyone who heard them will be asked, everyone who met them will be asked, or everyone will be asked by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on that day. Allahu Akbar Kabeera. Look at this might of Allah ta'ala, azmat of Allah ta'ala, jalal of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq used to lead Salah, he used to cry so much. Hadith in the Sayyid Imam Bukhari, that when Nabi Kareem Sallallahu is in his final days, so he asked his beloved wife, Ummul Mu'mineen Sayyida Aisha Anha, that he was thinking of making Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq to lead the prayer. So she responded to him, that, oh, my father Abu Bakr, if he stands in the place that you stand, then people will not even be able to hear the recitation because of his crying. He will be crying so much that the recitation of Quran won't come through. Allah Akbar Kabira. He will cry so much. Abdullah ibn Shaddad, radiallahu anhu sahabi, he narrates that once I offered salah, in the time of the Khilaf of Sayyidina Umar, Amir al-Mu'mineen radiya ta'ala anhu. So Sayyidina Umar was leading prayer. He says, I was in the last saf. Wa'ana fi akhiri sufufi. I was in the last row. And then I heard Sayyidina Umar rather he recited verse from Surah Yusuf, Innama ashku bathi wa huzni illallah. That I can only present my sorrow and I can only can present my complaint, my plea, my cries only to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hmm? And then Sayyidina Umar cried so much while reciting this verse. He said, I was in the last row. And I could hear him crying from the last row. Hmm? Allahu Akbar Kabira. Hmm? Have we ever cried while reciting Quran? Have we cried while listening to Quran? Have we cried while making zikr of Allah Ta'ala? Have we cried in remembrance of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala? Hmm? Have we shed those tears that are the gateway to Jannah? Have we shed those tears that are protection from Jahannam? Imam al-Shafiri Mullah Once somebody recited these verses in front of him and he started crying and fell faint. هَذَا يَوْمًا لَا يَنْتِقُونَ وَلَا يُؤْذُنُ لَهُمْ فَيَعْتَذِرُونَ This is the day that they won't have nutq, they won't be able to speak. They will not be able to speak nor will they be given any idhan, any permission to offer any excuses. They will be sealed. Their book of deeds will testify against them. Angels will testify against them. Their own bodies will testify against them. He started crying. Hmm? And Ali ibn Fadil, the one I was telling about, Wali ibn Wali, son of Fadil ibn Yadri, Mullah Ta'ala, he heard this verse, simply this verse. 
And he started crying, The day that people will be made to stand in front of Rabbil Alameen, of Allah Ta'ala, Lord of all the universes. Hmm? Just that concept of being assembled and standing in front of Allah Ta'ala was enough to make them cry. Once Sayyidina Aisha Rabbadiyatanan has, she kept reciting the same ayah over and over again in rakah of salah and crying in the night. Which ayah? وَبَدَالُهُمْ مِّنَ اللَّهِ مَا لَمْ يُكُونُوا يَحْتَسِبُونَ And then it came to appear from Allah Ta'ala to them, which they never reckoned, they never imagined. They never imagined, they never reckoned. Hmm? Then it comes in Taraweeh Salah, a story of Ramadan in Salatul Taraweeh, when Shibli, one of the earliest asfiya, Allah Ta'ala, when he heard this ayah in Taraweeh, he fell faint in Taraweeh. This is considered by other Mufasreen that this is the most intense verse in Quran. Other Mufasreen considered this is the most intense verse in Quran. What? وَلَئِنْ شِئْنَا لَنَذْهَبَنَّ بِالَّذِي أُوْحَيْنَا إِلَيْكَ Allah Ta'ala tells Nabi Kareem Wasallam that if we want, we can take back every single thing we reveal to you. Allah Akbar Kabira. Allah Ta'ala addressing Nabi Kareem Wasallam not privately, publicly in Quran. Could have been privately also. Allah Ta'ala said many things to the Prophet that are not part of Quran. Publicly in Quran, Allah Ta'ala said this to Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So it means for us also, if Allah Ta'ala wants, He can take back any good in us, any ilm that we have, any zikr that we have, any dawah that we have, any khidmah that we have, Allah Ta'ala can take it all back if we keep sinning and keep sinning and be untrue to that gift and untrue to that bounty that Allah Ta'ala gave us, He can take it back. Allah Ta'ala can take it back. Hmm? Do we are crying too much over creation or we are supposed to cry over Allah? Hmm? Listen to another verse of Quran to make it clear. That when they used to listen, Sahabi Kram, to that which was revealed to Nabi Kareem, that you would find their eyes flowing with tears, which they recognize this is pure truth. Hmm? They would recognize Quran, they would recognize it. Look at this, they were Arifin. You see this word Arif, it comes from Quran. They were Arif. They recognized and understood the Haqqaniyyah, the truth of Quran Al-Kareem. This is by Ibn Hajar Asqalani, Ta'ala. He mentioned in his Fatul Bari that it's mustahab, it's highly recommended, beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that a person should cry when reciting Quran al-Kareem, or like Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq, who said, to try to at least imitate the crying. So first type of crying was crying in adversity. Second type of crying was crying in separation. Third type of crying was crying when reciting Quran. Fourth type of crying, crying when recalling our sins. It's mentioned in books as Sayyidina Adam alayhi salam when he made this du'ana, Rabbana adalamna anfusana wa illam tagfir lana wa tarhamna. He used to cry and he cried and he cried for years about this. He cried for years when he was on earth. So the Anbiya used to cry. Anbiya, Sayyidina Yusuf used to cry when he said, La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inni kuntu min al-dalameen. The Anbiya used to cry. When recalling their slips, it's not sins, for them it's khata, their slip, 
their error in judgment. They used to cry. They used to cry. Hassan al-Basri tabin It's narrated about him that he cried so much in his place, his musalla. Every night he would cry there so much that so much tears came that grass started to grow. Allahu Akbar Kabira cried every night in his place of tahajjud so much that grass started to grow in that place. Ya Allah, this is Hassan al-Basri Allah. Then Rabi Basriya, the women are listening, Rabi Basriya, hmm? once somebody gave her roasted chicken, she started crying and crying and crying. And somebody said, why are you crying? That this chicken is better than me. This chicken is better than me. Why? Because if this chicken was made to roast in the fire, at least the life was taken out from it first and it was made to roast second. If Rabia ends up in Jahannam, her life won't be taken out and she will be made to roast alive in the fire of Jahannam. Allah Akbar Kabira? Allah Akbar Kabira? Mashriyat? How did they used to think? How did they used to think? Then the fifth way of crying is crying out of love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Crying out of love for Allah ta'ala in the ibadat of Allah ta'ala, in the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we had mentioned a few days ago to friends in Zuhr that in one hadith Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned that there will be seven categories of people who will get the shade of the arsh of Allah ta'ala, the shade of the throne of Allah ta'ala on the day of judgment. And one of those are those who cry in solitude, who cry alone, who cry personally. Cry personally for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. And that can also mean crying out of the love for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So a beautiful example of this from Hadith, crying out of love. What's the difference between crying out of fear or crying over sins and crying out of love? So let's look at Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to Ummu Mu'mineen Sayyida Hafsa. Hafsa bint Umar, Sayyidah Hafsa Radhidana, she narrates that once Nabi Karim was with me, means it was my night, he was with me and he was resting with me. And then all of a sudden I felt something warm and moist on my cheek. Warm and moist, so then I realized that these are the warm tears of Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So I asked him that, oh my beloved husband and Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, what is making you cry? He said that, oh Hafsa, can't you hear what your brother is reciting? Abdullah bin Umar, radiyatana Can't you hear what your brother is reciting? So he was praying tahajjud in the next room, and he was reciting a bit loudly. And what verse was he reciting? Kalla innuhum arrabihim yawma idhin lamahjubun. That no and no indeed, that they will be screened off, they will be in hijab, they will be unable to see Allah Ta'ala on that day. Allah Ta'ala is talking about the disbelievers. They will be unable to see Allah Ta'ala on that day. So Nabi Kareem was sitting, resting with his beloved wife. In his ear he hears recitation from his brother. And he started to shed moist tears. Hmm? So then Umm Mumini Sayyidah Aisha, she asked, the Ya Rasulullah what is it that made you cry? Is it the thought of Jannah or the fear of Jahannam? So he said, no. So then she said, what made you cry so much? So he said, Ajeeb, ana mushtaqun wa bi ishtiyak. At this moment, I'm deeply desirous of Allah Ta'ala. Mushtaq would be ishtiaq. I have deep desire to meet my Rabb. Allah Akbar. I have deep desire to meet my Rabb. So he was crying out of love, out of ishtiaq, out of ishq, out of yearning and longing for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. 
So it means we must cry out of fear and we must cry out of love. We must cry out of fear and we must cry out of love. So now to wrap this all up by telling you two hadith. Because this is one of those nights to cry to Allah Ta'ala. One of those nights to make up with Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. One of those nights to patch up with Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. This may be one of those nights of Laylatul Qadr. If there is any single night that has a higher probability of being Laylatul Qadr, it is the 27th of Ramadan. To such a night Allah Ta'ala gifted us with. Now we are alive in a night like that. خَيْرٌ مِنْ أَلْفِ شَهْرٍ تَنَزَّلُ الْمَلَائِكَ فِي all the way, hatta matla il fajr, all the way till fajr, all night long, these blessings and mercies last. All night long, the court of Allah Taala is open. Hmm? And this is night when we should make dua to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Hmm? This is night we should make dua to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Why? Because remember now that Ramadan is running out. Time is running out. Ayama ma'dudat. So remember the hadith that you must have heard many times at the start of Ramadan. But better to remember this hadith towards the end of Ramadan. That what? That once Angel Jibreel came and he climbed the mimbar and he said, Ameen. And he said, Ameen. And Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam climbed the mimbar and he said, Ameen. And then the Sahaba asked that you were saying Ameen. And he said, yes, actually Angel Jibreel came and he made these du'as. And I was saying Ameen. And what was one of those du'as? Allah Ta'ala said, La'na. May that person be accursed who finds Ramadan, lives through Ramadan and still does not get the maghfirah, is still not forgiven by his Rabb. Now can you imagine, this is the same Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that when he went to Taif, the people of Taif accosted him, the people of Taif hurt him, the people of Taif attacked him, the people of Taif ran him out of town, the angels came, they said, Ya Rasulullah sallam, you tell us, we will collapse the mountains on them, you tell us, we will, you curse them. And he said, no, I don't curse them, I instead make dua for them. And they were ghair, they were not believers, they were not from the ummah. So when Alameen didn't curse those ghair, those non-believers, but in this case he sent a curse on those believers who lived through the month of Ramadan and still are not forgiven by their Rabb. What does it mean? La'na, it's not curse in some crude way. La'na means bu'ud an rahmatillah means that he said that may such a person be removed from Allah Ta'ala's mercy if they actually in a state of iman lived through Ramadan and still were unable to patch up with their beloved Allah Ta'ala and get the forgiveness of Allah Ta'ala. Such a person is not deserving of the mercy of Allah anymore. May he be deprived of Allah's mercy. That being who is Rahmatul Alameen, sent by Allah as a mercy, saying that that believer who is not forgiven in Ramadan, may he be deprived of Allah's mercy. Allahu Akbar Kabira. So there's few days left, and this will be decided about everyone, me and you. Few days left, it will be decided. Did we get that forgiveness of Allah Ta'ala in this Ramadan? Or did we get this curse from Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam at the end of Ramadan? It's going to be decided in just few days, few nights left. So why not on this night try to turn to Allah Ta'ala, make dua to Allah Ta'ala, 
hmm? on this night of 27th, on night of Lil Takadar, when so many others have come, Motakifin are here, Hufaz are here, Ulama are here, travelers are here, local Khudam are here, young are here, old are here, children are here, women are listening, children are listening. In this night when we've all gathered to seek the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I told you two hadith. Now this very last hadith, last hadith, last page, Ajeeb hadith. This is that hadith that our Shaykh, beloved Hazrat Shaykh Khwaja Zulfikar Ahmed Naqshbandi Mujaddidi Dhamu Barakatul Aliyah says that this hadith instills and inspired the most fear of Allah in his heart. This is that hadith. That inspired the most fear of Allah Ta'ala in his heart. And this is that hadith. O sunnah mutakifeen. O people who even spend tonight in nafal itikaf. O those who give life to the night in worship of Allah Ta'ala. In any night, this hadith even addresses us. Even addresses us. Qalu Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. لَأَعْلَمَنَّ أَقْوَامًا مِّنْ أُمَّتِي يَأْتُونَ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ بِحَسَنَاتٍ أَمْثَالِ جِبَالِ تِهَامًا That I know that there will be groups, groups of people from my ummah who will actually come to Allah Ta'ala on their day of judgment with so many hasanat, having done so many good deeds that they're like the mountains of Tihama, a particular mountain range. They will be, you can say, mountainous amounts of good deeds. Allahu Akbar, so many good deeds. Mountainous level of good deeds. But, فَيَجْعَلُهَ اللَّهُ أَزَّ وَجَلَّ هَبَأً مَنْثُورًا And Allah Ta'ala will take their mountains of deeds and make them like scattered dust. Make them like scattered dust. Null and void, not accepted by Allah. غير مقبول in the law. He will make their mountains of deeds like scattered dust. Qala Thoban. So Sayyidina Thoban was there. He heard this. He got scared. He got scared. He said, Ya Rasulullah, sifum lana. The Orasism described their attributes. Tell us who they are. Jalnihim lana. Make it clear and apparent who they are. So that we never become from them. Tell us who they are, what they are. And we don't know. We don't want to ever become of them unknowingly. So describe to us and tell us who they are. So Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, They are your ikhwan. They are going to be your fellow believers, your fellow seekers. They are going to be your fellow believers, fellow seekers. Hmm? From the very cut, from the same mold that you are, from this very same human race that you are. And they will spend worship in the night. The same way you spend worship in the night. Ya Allah! They will be ikhwani sahaba. They will be cut from the same mold of sahaba. They will worship at night the same way the sahaba worship. Walakinnahum. Walakinnahum akwamun. However, there are such people. Ida khalaw. When they're alone. When they're in private. 
when they have opportunity idha khalaw bi maharam allah when they're alone and have the private opportunity to sin and disobey and do that which is haram in tahakuha they will engage and indulge and transgress the limits of allah subhanahu wa taala hmm so this is our condition publicly worshiping privately sinning spending itikaf going home and sinning going on dawah coming home and sinning going on umrah coming home and sinning going on hajj coming home and sinning publicly worshiping secretly betraying outwardly loyal to wife secretly betraying wife is this our situation then nabi kareem sallallahu made it clear that all the ibadat hasanat mountainous levels of deeds will be rendered null and void like scattered dust by allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so what does it mean it is the fear we must have the fear of allah when we're alone the fear of sinning privately the fear of sinning secretly if we can get that fear on this night if we can beg allah taala for that fear on this night that ya rab i never want to betray you alone again under the cover of the night in the secrecy of my room behind closed doors having drawn the curtains i never want to do it anymore i want to privately have taqwa personally have taqwa privately love you privately fear you i never want to fall into sin again and this is the majority of what our problem is that we are secret sinners So now we have come to beg Allah Taala forgiveness for those sins that we did secretly, for those sins that we did repeatedly on this night of forgiveness, on this night of magfara. May Allah Taala accept this niyat from us. May He accept our coming here on this night. May He accept any worship we might make on this night. May He make this night, whether it is Laylatul Qadr or not Laylatul Qadr, but may He make a night of itkum min al-nar, of which every single night is. Nabi Kareem Sallallahu some said every night of the last 10 wa akhiruhu itqum itqum min an-nar that the last 10 nights were freedom from the fire of jahannam ya rabbi kareem we've come to be freed ya rabb we've come to be rescued ya rabb and you are the only one the only being ar-rahman ar-rahim al-ghafur al-ghafar who can rescue us ya rabbi kareem wa akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alamin Before we make dua, we're going to first make the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. First make the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then we're going to make special dua tonight, which is called dua of Asma'ul Husna. And we will make dua calling upon Allah ta'ala using all the 99 names mentioned in one hadith of Tirmidhi. Because Allah ta'ala said in Quran, لِلَّهِ الْأَسْمَاءُ الْحُسْنَى فَدْعُوهُ بِهَا That to Allah Ta'ala belong the beautiful names, make dua to Allah using His names. And because Nabi Kareem Wasallam also said another hadith, that there's one name of Allah called Isma'azam, the great name, the noble name, and whoever calls upon Allah Ta'ala with that name, his dua will be accepted. So when we make use of all of these names mentioned in this hadith, then surely one of them will be the Isma'azam. But Imam Abu Hunifa, as well as our Mashaykh in Naqshband, their view is that the Isma'azam is none other than Ismizat, Ism Jalala, Allah. So when we make that dua, we have hope Allah Ta'ala will forgive us for our sins. 
But before we make dua, we want to make zikr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We want to turn to Allah ta'ala with our heart. Like I told you in the very beginning of Bayan, fear of Allah, love for Allah, zikr kalbi, dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And before we make the zikr, we're going to recite some sentences. Sentences of Toba, sentences of zikr. And there are some, many, and some were sending me chits during the sitikaf that they want to take bayat. And I make it clear to all those who are present that different mashayik have different methods of taking bayat. Just like different mashayik have different methods of taking zikr. All the ways of our mashayik are on haq. Our mashayik in Naqshband are very open, are very accommodating, are very generous. They never set conditions for bea. They never set restrictions for bea. They would openly, publicly take bea. This is the way of our kabir, the way of our mashayik. And all of us who are in the path of ilm and tasawwuf have been trained to respect our own akabir and others' akabir. So this is the way of Akabar Mashaik in Naqshband. This is called Umumi Bayat. Because when you have a lot of people, you can't take hand in hand with everyone. In our own khankas, we spread the sheets out and people hold on the sheet because this is also mentioned from the Sunnah of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So a person feels like that. But even we don't have that tonight. So anybody who wanted to make Bayat in Silsila, Bayat al Tariqa, who wants to join this path of Zikr, join this path of Tazkiyah. So when I recite the sentences of Toba, exactly Exactly the same sentences are the sentences a person recites for bea. You just have to make that niya intention in your heart. There is no other separate procedure. You don't have to come to me in the hujra, come to me in the room. There's no separate majlis that we do for bayat. This is the way of our mashaykh. And I am paband. I'm duty bound to follow my akabr mashaykh. Like all other mashaykh and khulafa are bound to follow their akabr. Alhamdulillah, may Allah Ta'ala reward all the lines and all the mashayik and all the uliya and may Allah Ta'ala bless and put nur through all the flavors and all the styles and all the methods of zikr. So those who came with that niyat on this night or have been sitting with that niyat for some days or want to make that niyat right now, so when I recite these sentences, you can make that niyat in your heart. Bayat means simply this, that I want to begin this path of tazkiyah. I want to get this love for Allah, get this fear of Allah in order to help me, Ya Rab. I'm attaching my heart to a shaykh and nine of mashayikh that by coming to the gatherings, listening to their teachings, practicing the zikr they instruct, Ya Rab, I have hope that my heart will become full of love for you. So our coming to this country is about three, four times a year. Let me instruct you through bayan. Many bayans are available on internet. Through bayan and through practicing zikr, you can begin this journey to get closer to Allah Ta'ala. Those who already bayat to some shaykh, you must continue with your shaykh. Get closer to your shaykh. Practice the zikr that your shaykh told you. Get connected to your shaykh. Be in correspondence with your shaykh. And you simply recite these words with the niyat of Tawbah. So first we're going to make this amal. Because Allah Ta'ala said in Qur'an, Tubu ilallahi jami'a, ayyuhal mu'minun la'allukum tuflihun, that make tawbah to Allah Ta'ala all together, O believers, so that you may be successful in that tawbah. So inshallah we will recite some sentences of tawbah, iman and istighfar, then we will make zikr, then we will make dua, which is the main purpose of these nights, is to make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So first make the intention of Tawbah and those who wish to make niyat of Bayah, they make intention of Bayah, joining the path of Tasawwuf and Zikr and go deep into your heart and say, Ya Rabbi, I ask that you forgive me for all of my sins and from now on I want to be true to you. I want to be loyal to you. I want my entire life to be pleasing to you. I want to follow the Sunnah of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So I make Tawbah of my sins on this night and those who wish Bayah, that Ya Rabbi, 
can I be making irada, a wish, Ya Rabb, that I see nothing in myself, but I'm connecting myself to an effort, I'm connecting my heart to a line, that I hope, Ya Rabb, by being in those gatherings, practicing those teachings, learning the zikr, my heart will have love for you. I recite these words of Iman and Istighfar. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. La ilaha illallah. Muhammadur Rasulullah. Amantu billahi. Wa malaikatihi. Wa kutubihi. Wa rusulihi. Wal yawmil akhiri. Wal qadri. Khayrihi. وَالشَّرِّهِ مِنَ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى وَالْبَعْثِ بَعْدَ الْمَوْتِ آمَنْتُ بِاللَّهِ كَمَا هُوَ بِأَسْمَائِهِ وَالصِّفَاتِهِ وَكَبِلْتُ جَمِيعَ أَحْكَامِهِ إِكْرَارٌ بِاللِّسَانِ وَتَزْدِيكُمْ بالقلب أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أستغفر الله ربي من كل ذنب وأتوب إليه وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وَلَا آلِهِ وَأَصْحَابِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ بِرَحْمَتِكَ يَا أَرْحَمَ الرَّاهِمِينَ آمين Alhamdulillah by reciting these words we made our tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Those who are new to this path who newly made bayat inshallah when they stay back there will be a second session where we will explain to you the method of zikr of our salsalah First zikr we want to explain is silent zikr of the heart. So what you will do is you will close your eyes now. You will bow your head. You will try to turn off the world and your awareness from the world. You will make near that you're going deep into your ruh, into the heart of your ruh, your qalb. And your heart is making zikr of Allah's name. And Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, فَذْكُرُونِي أَذْكُرْكُمْ That if you make zikr of me, I will make zikr of you. Ya Rabb, make zikr of us on this night. Send your nur on our heart on this night. Send your rahman on this night and we make intention that our heart is silently calling your name as if our qalb is calling Allah Allah Allah
Wash all the filth away and change my dead heart. Wash all the filth away and change my dead heart. Wash all the filth away and change my dead heart. Make me alive again, give me a fresh start. I spent my life running away from you. I've spent my life running away from you. And now I have nowhere to turn except you. I have been doing all my life what I craved. Shaitan and nafs have always had me enslaved. I am ashamed that I have broken your rules. I am ashamed that I have broken your rules. Worshipped my nafs and a few ignorant fools. But now I know the path leading me to thee. But now I know the path leading me to thee. I bow to you, I'm asking you, please help me. My heart is hard and my eyes remain dry. My heart is hard, so my eyes remain dry. Hypocrisy and pride won't let me cry. Hypocrisy and pride won't let me cry. I turn to you and begging you to be saved. I turn to you and begging you to be saved. Please change me into your obedient slave. I'm at your door and begging you let me in. I'm at your door and begging you let me in. I'm at your door and begging you let me in. Don't push me back to my hopeless life of sin. So change my heart, please, and wash the sins away. So change my heart, please, and wash the sins away. Don't leave me drowning here alone and astray. Wash all the sins away and change my dead heart. Wash all the sins away and change my dead heart. Make me alive again, give me a fresh start.
The way we make this dua is we will mention the sifat, the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and everyone will say, Ya Allah. So for example, we will say, Ar-Rahmanu Ya Allah, and everyone will say, Ya Allah. Then Ar-Rahimu Ya Allah, then everyone will say, Ya Allah. Now on this night, you should not look to your left, not look to your right. Don't worry who's near you. Don't worry who's watching you. Go deep into yourself. Reach that seclusion solitude. Try to reach for that hadith that whoever cries alone to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make yourself alone on this night. Feel the solace in this night. Feel the solitude in night. Turn to Allah and remember our sins. Turn to Allah ta'ala and out of love. Turn to Allah ta'ala out of fear. And make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on this night. On this blessed night of itkum min nar Subhanallah minan wa haballahumma salli ala sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ali sayyidina Muhammadin wa barik wa sallim Ar-Rahmanu ya Allah Ar-Rahimu ya Allah Al-Maliku ya Allah Al-Qundusu ya Allah Al-Qundusu ya Allah As-Salamu ya Allah Al-Mu'minu ya Allah Al-Muhaymunu ya Allah Al-Azizu ya Allah Al-Jambaru ya Allah Al-Mutakambiru ya Allah Al-Khaliku ya Allah Al-Bari'u ya Allah Al-Musawwiru ya Allah Al-Ghaffaru ya Allah Al-Ghaffaru ya Allah Al-Qahharu ya Allah Al-Wahhabu ya Allah الرزاق يا الله الفتاح يا الله العليم يا الله القابل يا الله الباسط يا الله الخافض يا الله الرافع يا الله المعز يا الله المذل يا الله المذل يا الله السميع يا الله البصير يا الله الحكم يا الله العدل يا الله اللطيف يا الله اللطيف يا الله الخبير يا الله الحليم يا الله العظيم يا الله الغفور يا الله الشكور يا الله العلي يا الله الكبير يا الله الحفيد يا الله المقيت يا الله الحسيب يا الله الجليل يا الله الكريم يا الله القريب يا الله 
المجيب يا الله الواسع يا الله الحكيم يا الله الوجود يا الله المجيد يا الله الباعث يا الله الشهيد يا الله الحق يا الله الوكيل يا الله القوي يا الله المتين يا الله الولي يا الله الولي يا الله الحميد يا الله المحسي يا الله المبدئ يا الله المعيد يا الله المحيي يا الله المميت يا الله الحي يا الله القيوم يا الله الواحد يا الله الماجد يا الله الواجد يا الله الأحد يا الله الصمد يا الله القادر يا الله المقتدر يا الله المقدم يا الله المؤخر يا الله الأول يا الله الآخر يا الله الظاهر يا الله الباطن يا الله الوالي يا الله المتعالي يا الله البر يا الله التواب يا الله التواب يا الله المنتقم يا الله الأفو يا الله الأفو يا الله الرؤوف يا الله مالك الملك يا الله ذو الجلال والإكرام يا الله المقسط يا الله الجامع يا الله الغني يا الله المغني يا الله المانع يا الله الضال يا الله النافع يا الله النور يا الله النور يا الله الهادي يا الله الباقي يا الله الوارث يا الله الرشيد يا الله الصبور يا الله يا الله يا الله يا الله We wronged ourselves. 
نحن عبادك يا رب انت ربنا انت ولينا انت مرشدنا نحن عبادك نحن مؤمنون بك يا رب كريم تب علينا ارحمنا واغفر لنا يا رب كريم عفوا عفوا عنا اللهم انك عفو كريم عفو كريم تحب العفو فافو عنا يا الله فافو عنا يا الله واغفر لنا يا الله وارحمنا يا الله وتب علينا يا الله وانظر الينا يا الله وانظر الينا يا الله بنظر رحمتك بنظر حبك يا رب يا رب يا رب يا رب كريم يا الله يا يا رب كريم forgive us for all the sins that we did يا رب كريم we have done hell worthy sins We are your hell-worthy believers. You are the forgiver of hell. You are the freer of hell. Ya Rabbi Kareem, your hell-worthy believers have gathered on this night with hell-worthy lives to present to you. Hell-worthy sins we committed. Ya Rabbi Kareem, this is the night of your mercy, the night of your maghfirah, the night you will free us from Jahannam, inshallah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, a'tikna, a'tikna minanar. Free us, Ya Rabbi Kareem. We cannot even take the heat of this world. We will not survive the fire of Jahannam. Have mercy on us, Ya Rabb. Have mercy on us, Ya Rabb. Be kind on us, Ya Rabb. Be gentle with us, Ya Rabb. You are a roof. You are gentle. Send us the tenderness of your mercy. Send us the gentleness of your forgiveness. Send us the generous nature of your karam. Ya Rabbi Kareem, have mercy, Ya Rabb. Have mercy, Ya Rabb. We are just like that prisoner begging to be released. We are prisoners of our nafs, Ya Rabb. Rescue us, Ya Rabb. Take us out from this nafs amara. It is commanding us. It has ruined us. It leads us to sin. It makes us sin. Ya Rabbi Kareem, rescue us, Ya Rabb. Put the fear in our heart. Man khafa maqam rabbihi. Make us like that. Ya Rabb Make us from the people of Khawf Make us people of the Khushu Put us that fear in our heart We have become fearless Ya Rabb We never want to be fearless again Ya Rabbi Kareem Fill our heart with fear of you Fill our heart with love for you Fill our heart with awe of you Fill our heart with longing for you Fill our heart with desire for you Ya Rabbi Kareem We want to be mushtaq We want ishtiaq Make us your mushtaq Ya Rabbi Kareem Make us mushtaq rahman Make us Mushtaqullah Put that ishtiaq in our heart Put that ishq in our heart Make us your ashik ya Rabb Make us your ashik sadik ya Rabb Ya Rabb we have loved so many people in this world We have loved so many things in this world We make tawbah ya Rabb Now we want to love you Now we want to fear you We want to belong to you Own us ya Rabb You said you are our malik You said in Quran that you purchased us ya Rabb We are selling ourselves once again You purchase us, Ya Rabb. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we have faults, Ya Rabb. But we are yours, Ya Rabb. We have sins, Ya Rabb. But we are yours, Ya Rabb. We have done terrible things, Ya Rabb. But we are yours, Ya Rabb. We have no other Rabb than you. No being whom we believe in except you. No one we ever made sadza to except you. We fasted for you. We prayed for you. We're making dua to you. 
Our iman is in you. Our hope is in you. Our yearning is for you. Our desires are for you. Accept it, Ya Rabb. Accept it, Ya Rabb. Tell us on this night that you are mine. Tell us on this night, Antum ibadui. Tell us, Ya Rabb. Antum ibadi. Tell us, Ya Rabb. Kumu magfurin. Kumu magbulin. Ya Rabbi Kareem, decree it on this night. Accept us on this night. If after this night, Ya Rabb, still our name remains on that list of the people of Jahannam, who else can remain that lift that name? Who can remove that name? Except for you, Ya Rabb. Remove our name, Ya Rabb. Each and every one on this night, take our name in the court of your assembly. Take our name from your Zat, from your Zati Rahma, and issue the decree, Ya Rabb, that I free this person from Jahannam. I free this one from Jahannam. Oh, I free them all from Jahannam. I free their families from Jahannam. Say it, Ya Rabb. Decide it, Ya Rabb. Decree it, Ya Rabb. Make it easy for us. It is difficult for us, Ya Rabb. We have been trying. We're fasting. We're praying. Many of us in itikaf. We're trying, Ya Rabb. But we are weak. We are unworthy. Only your karam can save us. Only your rahmah can save us. Save us, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Love us once again. We are sick and tired of chasing the loves of this world. On this night, we pledge our heart to you. We want to love you. We want to be beloved to you. We want to be attracted to you. We want to be in love with you. Or oh, you are our sweet Allah, our beloved Allah, our dearest Allah, our darling Allah, our lovely Allah, our beautiful Allah, our one and only Allah. Help us, Ya Rab. Help us, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Make us into yours. Make us your lovers. Make us your beloveds. Isone Allah. Emiripiare Allah. Allah, Allah, Rahmat Rahmat Kalam Farma cast your gaze of mercy on our hearts, cast your glance of love in our direction, accept everyone on this night, accept all of our du'as on this night, accept this masjid on this night. Accept our nasab on this night. Accept our children on this night. Accept our nasal on this night. Make our lineage a lineage of muttaqeen, a lineage of salihin, a lineage of zakirin. Ya Rabb, hum aapke khandani gulam bana jate hain. Aajat hume apna khandani gulam bana dijiye. Ya Rabbi Kareem, accept us for a life of deen. Accept us for a death on deen. Raise us on the day of judgment with the people of deen. Join us in jannah with the people of deen. And join us with the anbiya. Join us with the awliya siddiqeen. Join us with the shuhada mujahideen. Join us with your salihin dhakireen. Join us with the muttaqeen. Al-hikna bihim ya Rabb. Al-hikna bihim ya Rabb. Al-khilna bil jannata ma'al abra ya Rabbi Kareem. Ya Allah ya Rabbi Kareem. There are people on this night, we're making tawbah. People on this night, making tawbah from zina. People on this night, making tawbah from drugs. People on this night, making tawbah from liquor. People on this night, making tawbah from infidelity, people on this night making Toba from missing prayer, people on night making Toba from their envy, people on this night making Toba from their pride. Ya Rabbi Kareem, accept all of our Toba for all of our sins, accept all of our Toba for all of our sins. 
and all of your rahmah and all of your maghfirah on each and every one of our hearts, Ya Rabbi Kareem. You are the perfect one, the wonderful one, the complete one. We are your imperfect slaves, your incomplete saves. You are the beautiful one, we are ugly slaves. You are the beautiful one, we are your needy slaves. But Ya Rabb, from amongst your names, you are also Al-Ghani, Al-Mustagni. You have no need of us. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we acknowledge this, Ya Rabb. But we are fakir, we are needy of you. Accept our need for you. Accept our wanting you. Accept our desiring you. Make us yours once again. Make us from your ibad. Ya Rabbi, you selected us to be from Ummah. Ummah Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Grant us sunnah Mustafa. Grant us adat Mustafa. Grant us ahwal Mustafa. Grant us kafiyat Mustafa. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Rabbi, cream, you selected us for his Ummah. Grant us his sunnah. Grant us his feelings. Grant us his character. Make us like him. Make us pattern him. Make us mimic him. Make us resemble him. Make us a shadow of him. Grant us even a trace of him. Ya Rabbi Kareem, will be a mercy on us on this night. You will unite us on this night to this sunnah. You will join us on this night in this sunnah. Raise us on the day of judgment in the name of this sunnah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, keep us in the akhirah with the people of sunnah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, put the love for Quran in our heart. Put the feelings of Quran in our heart. This month is ending, Ya Rabb. We have yet to shed a single tear in recitation. Help us, Ya Rabb. Move our hearts. Instill our hearts with Quran. Fill our hearts with Quran. Fill our hearts with the nur of Quran. We too want to cry in Quran. We want to cry when hearing your love to us. We want to cry when we hear your punishment for the sinners. Help us, Ya Rabb. Ya Allah, let our hearts never remain dry anymore. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we make dua. For all of our parents, Ya Rabb, Rabbir Hamhama, Kama Rabbayani Sagira, Ya Rabbi Kareem, bless our parents, guide our parents, forgive our parents, help our parents, forgive our parents, send mercy on our parents, make them from your Oliyah, make them from your Siddiqeen, grant them Jannatul for those, Ya Rabbi Kareem, you'll be kind to us, Ya Rabbi Kareem, grant us this much, Ya Rabb, that if you decree to send us to Jahannam, let us see Nabi Kareem, so some go to Jannah. Let us watch the procession of Sahaba. Let us see it with our eyes. Ya Rabbi Kareem, don't deprive us of that sight. Don't deprive us of that vision. Ya Rabbi Kareem, don't make us your mahjub on that day. Don't veil us from you. Don't conceal us from you. Don't deign to refuse. Don't refuse to talk to us on that day. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we want to be amongst those people. Tahiyyatuhum yawma yakonu salam. Greet us with your salam on that day. Greet us with your happiness on that day. Greet us with the expression of your pleasure. Ya Wajhikal Kareem. Ya Rabbi Kareem. Greet us with the expression of your pleasure on that day. Be happy with us. Be radhi with us. Be pleased with us. Grant us that life will be happy to you. Grant us that life that is pleasing to you. Grant us such a life, such a character, such a personality, Ya Rabb, that you love that person, that you love that character. Ya Rabbi Kareem, take such amal from us that you love those amal, you love those actions. Grant us sincerity in our heart that you will love that ikhlas. Grant us istikama that you love that perseverance. Grant us every mustahab, Ya Rabb. We want all the mustahabat. We want the hub that is attached to all the mustahab. Ya Allah, protect us from the kirahat that is, to all, that is attached to all the makruhat. Ya Rabbi Kareem, grant us all the pleasure and those things that are pleasing to you. Protect us from your displeasure that lies in all those things that are even slightly displeasing to you. Make 
us firm on our salah. Grant us taqwa again. Grant us haya her bikrim. Grant us haya of her eyes. Grant us haya of her thoughts. Grant us haya on our bodies. Ya bikrim. We are there on this night that we sinned in body against you. We sinned in speech against you. We sinned in mind against you. We sinned in heart against you. Oh, we make toba on this night, Ya bikrim. Accept it, Ya Rab. Send your rahmah, Ya Rab. Send your mercy, Ya Rab. Forgive us, Ya Rabbi Kareem. And let me call upon you on this night with all of your names, those who are known and those which are unknown, those which are known only to you, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Accept our du'as on this night. Accept our prayers on this night. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah. We make du'a for the ummah, Ya Rab. There are so many members of this ummah still on a night like this. They may even be doing zina. They may even be spending without fasting. They may even be leaving their prayers. Send your mercy on them, Ya Rab. Guide them, Ya Rab. Wake their hearts up, Ya Rab. Send your nur into their heart. Send the nur of your hidayah into their heart. You said in Quran, as we heard recited tonight, "Man yu'min billahi yahdi kalbahu." That whomsoever and every such one who has iman in you, that you will send the nur of your hidayah in their heart. Send that nur, Ya Rab. Make your hidayah widespread. Ya Rabbi Kareem, fitness widespread. Sin is widespread. Fasad is widespread. Media, fashion, technology, culture, society is all widespread. But you are Al-Hadi, Ya Rab. Surely your hidayah is more widespread than that. Spread your hidayah on the ummah. Spread your hidayah over the ummah. Spread your hidayah in the hearts of the ummah. Let no one be untouched by this mercy on this night. Let no one be unmoved by your mercy on this night. Ya Rahman Rahimin. Ya Rahman Ya Rahim. Ya Ghafoor Ya Ghafar. Send your Kamil Rahmah. Your Kamil Maghfirah. Ya Allah, make it easy for us, Ya Rab. Ya Rab, we are scared. This month will end. Ya Rab, Bikrim, we are scared. This Itikaf will end. We are scared, Ya Rab, that this love affair with you will end. Never make it so, Ya Rab. Don't deprive us, Ya Rab. Don't make us mahroom, Ya Rab. Don't toss us back into our sin. Don't leave us prey to shaitan. Don't make us a slave of our nafs. Keep us with you. Keep us with your mercy. Keep us in your karam. Keep us in your fazl. Keep us in the masjid. Ya Rabbi Kareem, fill the masajid at Fajr like you filled them in Ramadan. Fill the masajid at Maghrib like you filled them in Ramadan. Fill the masajid at Isha like you filled them in Ramadan. Fill our hearts with recitation of Quran like you filled it in Ramadan. Grant us such gatherings like you granted in Ramadan. Grant us such sohbah as you granted in Ramadan. Grant us such dua that you granted in Ramadan. Don't deprive us, Ya Rab. We are weak, Ya Rab. We are that weak, patient, Ya Rab, who is on your life support, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Keep supporting us. Keep guiding us. Keep forgiving us. Keep showing us the way. Make us an sirat al-mustaqeem. Ehdina. Ehdina. Ehdina sirat al-mustaqeem. Sirat al-ladheena an'amta alayhim. Al-ladheena an'amta alayhim. Al-hiqna bihim. Al-siqna bihim. غَيْرُ الْمَقْذُوبِ Ya Rabbi Kareem, never be angry with us. Never let us do anything that invites your anger, that calls your anger, that merits your anger. غَيْرُ الْمَقْذُوبِ alayhim. We never want to be amongst those who you're angry with. Never let us go astray. Let us never go far from deen. Let us never forget, Ya Rabb. Take us out from ghafileen. Make us zakireen. Take us out from fasikeen. Make us muttakeen. Take us out from jahileen. Make us alameen. 
Ameen. Ya Rabbi Kareem. Ya Rabbi, we ask that you accept all the du'as of all the hearts of everyone who is present, everyone who is listening, wherever they may be in the world. Join them in these du'as. Accept them in these du'as. Grant for your forgiveness, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Make us strong in deen, steadfast on deen. Grant us willpower in deen. Ya Rabbi Kareem, protect us from every false ideology. Protect us from the hasid of the hasideen. Protect us from the shar of the ashrar. Protect us from those who sever, try to sever our relations. Protect us from those who would cast doubts in our heart. Ya Rabbi Kareem, make us firm and steadfast, Ya Rabb. Ya Rabbi, make dua for all of the masajid, all the makatib al-Qur'aniya, all the madaris al-Arabiya islamiya all of the darlulums, all the efforts of dawah, all the workers of tabliq, all the speakers, all the teachers, all the guides, all the uliya, all the khankas, all the mashayikh, and every effort of deen, of iqamat of deen, ihya'i deen, tajdeed deen, accept all of them on this night, put an effort in their words, put a barakah in their efforts, and kabuliyat to them. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we make dua for all of those who are in Umrah right now, they're making tawaf of your kama, making dua, Ya Rabb, accept their duas. They're standing at the roza, making dua, Ya Rabb, accept their duas, Ya Rabb. Let us be a share of that ummah that they're surely making dua of. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask that you enable each and every one of us to go for hajj, Ya Rabb. You granted us the rukun of Ramadan. You let us play the pillar of salah. Call us, Ya Rabb. We will say labayk, Ya Rabb. Call us, Ya Rabb. Call us to Baytullah. Call us to Medina Manawara. Call us over and over again. Call us time and time again. We need those gatherings, Ya Rabb. We need your forgiveness of Arafah, granted on this night. We need the forgiveness that you send on Muzdalafah, granted on this night. We need the forgiveness that you send on Multizim, granted on this night. Ya Rabbi Kareem, grant us the Sunnah of Medina. Grant us the Tawheed of Makkah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, make us firm and steadfast on Deen. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Ya Allah, save us from the fire of Jahannam. Allahumma ajirna min al-nar. Allahumma ajirna min al-nar. Allahumma ajirna min al-nar. Save us from the punishment of the grave. Save us from the trials of the day. Save us from the punishment in the akhirah. Save us from the fire of Jahannam. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask that you grant us Jannah b'ghayri hisab. From your rahmah, b'rahmatikik, b'rahmatik, b'fadlik, b'karamik. Out of your pure, generous grace and mercy. Don't take our hisab, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Don't take our hisab in front of Ummahatul Mu'mineen. How will Ummah Mu'mineen Aisha look at our book of deeds? She was a woman of modesty, a woman of chastity, free from every stain. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we have too many stains on our deeds, so many stains on our heart. Don't embarrass in front of our mother. She is our Umm, Ya Rabb. No son wants to be embarrassed in front of his mother. Don't take our hisab in front of Ummah Mu'mineen, say the Aisha. Don't take our hisab in front of We'll be shamed, Ya Allah. They'll be saddened, Ya Allah. Don't take our hisab in front of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. His heart will be hurt, Ya Rabbi Kareem. And you love his heart. And you never want to hurt his heart. Better that you forgive us in this life. Better that you guide us in this life. Ya Rabbi Kareem, as perfectly as a sitar, as perfectly as you have covered and concealed,
concealed our sins as perfectly your ghafar, ya Rabb, perfectly forgive our sins. Ya Rabbi Kareem, all of those who came tonight came with only one hope, ya Rabb, one intention, ya Rabb, that they would hear something that would remind them of you, they would hear something that would connect them to you, they would be part of a gathering that is all about you. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we are unworthy, ya Rabb, make us according to the husnizan. Ya Rabbi Kareem, they are the ashabi kahaf, and we are like their dog, ya Rabb, accept them, ya Rabb, make each and everyone here from the salihin, make everyone from dhakirin, make everyone from muttakin, make everyone from your makbulin, accept us, ya Rabb, guide us, ya Rabb, have mercy, ya Rabb, in these few days and nights left, let us do qadr of Ramadan, let us value Ramadan, let us value our iman, let us nurture our iman, ya Rabbi Kareem, we make dua for all of the people of this community, all of the ahlis stanger, ya Rabbi Kareem, honor for them their hospitality. Only you can give the jazab ihsan. Ya Allah, send your ihsan on them. They invited us into their town with love. Invite them into Jannah with your love. They opened the doors of their masjid to us. Cast open the gates of Jannah to them. Ya Rabbi Kareem, the same love with which they kept us here. Put your true love in their heart. Rescue them from sin. Ya Rabbi Kareem, make special door for the youth of Stanger. Ya Rabbi Kareem, they need you, Ya Rabb. They're lost, Ya Rabb. They're astray, Ya Rabb. Remind them, Ya Rabb. Guide them, Ya Rabb, to the barakah of this masjid and the barakah of all the mashayikh who ever graced this masjid in the barakah and nisbat of Hazrat Shaykh Al-Adiz, Ma'am Zakariya Ramtaleh, in the barakah of nisbat of Hazrat Malana Yunus Patel Ramtaleh, in the barakah of nisbat of Hazrat Khwaja Zulfakar Ahmed Naqshabani Darbarakatum, and so many other mashayikh who prayed here, who made few days itikaf here, who made dua here. Ya Rabbi Kareem, accept this nisbat, accept this connection, accept the duas they must surely have made for the people who would come to this masjid, make us part of those du'as, make us mizdaq of those du'as. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we make du'a for all the musafirin, all the muttaqifin, accept their itikaf, accept their sitting. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we are clinging to your mihrab, we are clinging to your door, we are waiting for your mercy. Send it on this night, send it Ya Rabbi Kareem. Ya Rabbi, ask that you accept all of the heartfelt du'as, grant all of the pious wishes, all of the silent pleas, all of the secret cries and rescue us once and for all. Fill our heart with your fear. Fill our heart with your love. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Ya Allah, we ask that you grant us all those things that we couldn't make dua for, that you know to be best for us. We ask that all the things that Nabi Kareem وسلم, ever made dua for his own self that is appropriate for us, grant that to us, Ya Allah. Whatever he dua he made for his sahaba that is appropriate for us, grant it, Ya Allah. And all the du'as that he made for the ummah, Ya Rabbi, we are a member of that ummah. Grant us all those du'as, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Ya Allah, this ummah, the history of the ummah, any of the tawabin whose tawbah you accepted due to some du'a they made, accept all those du'as from us on this night. Accept all those du'as on our behalf on this night. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Rabbana tikambal minna innaka antas sami'ul alim. وتوب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على حبيبه سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين